Robinson. Care for a rundown. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers. Welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL. Supercoach, you were listening to the 2024 preseason happy ending, baby. We're going to tidy this bad boy up, put a nice little bow on it. I'm Natty, your host, and with me as always, Rolling Shotgun, in the rub is Walker, the stats wizard, king of calculations, the sultan of the spreadsheet. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. It's been a long preseason, and holy geez, it's um, it's good to see the back end of it. Um, another successful one for us. I think we've we've pulled together a lot of um, a lot of content for the for guys who are drafting this week and next, and um, and some of the mad loose units who've drafted over the last few weeks as well. So yeah, plenty of questions are flowing here, there, and everywhere, and um, everyone's fucking all about it. I love this time of year. It is it is a huge time of year for draft content creators like ourselves. It's obviously you're just loading the Gatlin gun with draft content and just fucking spraying the walls with it because you need to get it all out there quick and in time for people to draft. And hopefully we've done it in a timely manner for you guys and all the information that we've put out, not only on the podcasts, on our socials, but also on the Patreon. We really do hope that it, it has helped you uh, successfully nail your draft. Getting a plenty of teams sent my way, and they all look. There's some teams I'm getting sent. I'm like, who are you? Who is in your league? Like, the, how did you get this team? This is crazy. Like, Drafting are you drafting fully? Like, is it just you and then just your nine imaginary friends? Because this team <laughs> is fucking ridiculous. So yeah. there's a play. There's already champions in amongst the 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 rubdown community, in my opinion, because some of these teams are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, mate, cheers to us. I think we should pierce the top off one and. Oh mate, it's um. It's been the lips. Vino Ooh, time. Vino time. You deserve it, Walk. Get mate, into that um, vino. It's been the, been the toughest, toughest preseason. We've got a lot of a lot of stuff that we've had to rebuild because um had a corrupted spreadsheet, so that, that fucked me over a bit. Big, but, um, big, 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 big. And yeah. like like we always say, every year we try and be a little bit better than we were last year. I think we've been successful in in that area, and now it's just kick back, dribble have a bit of a break, reset the batteries, and then get into round one and start pumping out our week-to-week content where we're talking about matchups and flipping fetches and strength of schedule, waiver wire pickups, you know. It's good to to have a little bit of, bit of a break around the time that we draft so that we can hit the ground running in round one. Yeah, because we, we, at the end of the day, we, we do also need to do our study for our comps. Exactly. And, um like it does help us get up, get a leg up to to do that study, and mate, I think we're in a really good position, both of us. Um, you're, you're probably in a better position because you're not drafted from eleventh in a in mm-hmm. a comp that goes linear for two rounds. So, yep, or three actually. But yeah, be nice if I get second pick overall, and you give me your second round pick. That would be perfect. Yeah, I I feel like if that happens, there might be some sort of technical <laughs> drama or something happening. Something might oh. happen. For some reason, I think Guffo might end up in my town. I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird one. I've never wanted to come second more in my life. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, if I'm Righto. honest, mate, you're not going to get there. I've seen, no, I've seen no, it no, in no. Challenge, though. 
you get to that's you get too much fun. Yeah, I'll be I'll be absolutely hammered by one PM Friday, mm. and I'll keep and I'll keep that pace for three days. <laughs> I'm a stayer. I'm a stayer. Maybe maybe spew in the corner like you did last yeah. year. Yeah, why not? Why not blame it on and, someone and then, else and then deny it and then deny it massively. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, as always, guys, this rub down brought to you by our Patreon, the Rubber Stats, the AKA the Rub Club. Get amongst it. If you are drafting this weekend, it's never too late to jump on and cram. Get your study in. Just load up that tool belt for your draft. It's all there, people. It's all at your fingertips. There's that many fucking stat sheets on there. I've gone through it a million times. Just get on there. Have a look. But also, start getting ready for the season, guys. I'm telling you, it doesn't stop at the preseason. All season long, this thing is a beast. This thing is an ever-growing and ever-evolving monster that gets better as the season rolls along. So yeah. get ready because it, it doesn't stop here, boys. No, it just keeps snowballing all year. Yeah, it's sexy as fuck. And it's it, the, the stat sheets that we use ourselves in uh, week-to-week matchups and our pickups, our free agent pickups, our waiver wires, everything that's on the Patreon, we use ourselves in all the leagues that we're a part of. So yep. if it's good enough for us, it's good enough for you guys. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we did the Patreon is We've got all these stats and all the ways we different we cut them out, and we can only use a portion of them for every podcast. So, yeah, everyone can get a lot of the detail that they need for some of those players that it might be fringe and might be um might be someone that we wouldn't really talk about on podcasts as well. So, it's in. really dry dry shit to talk about on a, po- a podcast as well. Oh, it's just numbers and percentages and averages and stuff like that. It gets really fucking dry. So get on there, have a look yourself, and you'll be able to decipher all the bullshit on there. And, uh, yeah, work it into your team, however you see fit. Well, let's, right. I, I thought we would get into the trials that are upcoming this week. Uh, so we had Teamless Tuesday today. Mm. So we'll go through each game, and we'll talk about some of the big ins and, and uh, how we see this trial uh, panning out. But also I'll just just pick one thing that you'll be looking for in each of the games. Uh, yep. One thing that you're interested to keep an, an eye out. We'll keep it pretty quick because we've got a lot of lot we, to go through in this one. Can we skip over two games? Oh, th- this is how it'll start. <laughs> Bunnies v. Roosters. Fuck all. Next one. <laughs> Sharks, yeah. Sharks v. Bulldogs. This is a full strength hit out, right? So yeah. it looks like both teams have selected the team that they will be running out for round one. Uh, you guys can check out the team list yourself. I'm not going to go go through every single name, but what are you looking for in this game? What's really piquing your interest and something you want to get your eyeballs on? Oh, there's actually two things. Sorry. Um, one of them is... Of course. I, I, knew, I knew if I said to you like one thing, I knew I was going to get at least three. So don't worry. Yeah. I, I planned for that. <laughs> um, Will Kennedy's first hit out since round 22 last season. Um, I want to see how that Hemi's going and see if he's still moving all right. If he's um, if he's lost a bit of pace or anything like that. Um, it's just a bit of a, a watch and see. And also the forward rotation. So Royce Hunt starting. We've got um, Rudolph and Hazleton on the bench. So I just want to see how that, that plays out as well. Yeah, that's one thing for me. I want to see how uh, Tommy Hazleton and the minutes that he gets coming off the bench. I'm really interested in him. I know mm. that's not a sexy watch, but uh, I, I know how the rest of them are going to go. You know, it's a pretty steadfast team for the Sharks and has been for the last couple of years. So Hazleton interests me. And same sort of thing on the other side of the field. Sammy Hughes coming off the bench for the Dogs. I want to see what type of minutes he can get. He can pump out and also mm. 
yeah, can he back up the, that performance from last week? Um, yeah. Interesting that they've gone um, Jamin Salmon at 13. Farmer Silly as well, starting. Yeah, 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 in the front row. So, yeah, a couple of things to watch there with the big boppers, but should be a really good hit out. Yeah, obviously, we get to see uh, the Drew Hutchinson uh, number seven experiment continue. Looks like he has been favoured at the number seven. Yeah. Interesting because well, he's CTW fucking eligible yeah. as well. And he, he does have decent base as well. So he's mm. the type of player that, look, he's he's got good coverage and he won't hurt your scores if you're getting him as an AE or whatever. So, yeah, I think he's, he's a decent option late in a draft. And I guess for you as well, you want to get another look at how Drew Hutchinson is going to affect Matty Burton's game. Because we know that yeah. Toby Sexton is a positive influence on Matty Burton's game. We want to see how Hutcho, is it a positive or negative um, impact on our first, on, first, uh, 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 man, Birdo? Yeah, the first sights that I saw, it seemed to open him up a little bit and give him a bit more opportunity. But um, yeah, definitely looking at this one quite closely. Yep, 100%. Next game, Storm v. Knights. This is a full-strength hit-out as well. Uh, what are you looking at here, bro? Um, well, Trent Liora at, at lock. So there's a bit of a shift there with um, Josh King moving into the front row. So just looking to see how that plays out. Obviously, Christian Welch will start in round one along with Nas probably. So just I'm not sure whether they're just testing the water with Trent Liora, um at lock. But um, yeah, Kane, Kane Bradley rather than um, Sean Bloor is starting mm. in the edge. So Dutch and Drakes might be just trying some things out. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting one on, on that side for sure. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, I'm looking at the Knights pack here. I want to see how Dylan Lucas goes again, backing up from that fucking fantastic game he had last weekend. Mm. But you've also got KPP on the bench. So obviously... Lucas will start. You you would expect that KPP comes on and they get a look at both these guys. The battle for that left edge back row is on in this yeah. game. Uh, and also Leo Thompson, finally getting that number 10 on his back, starting in the pack. I think he's a nice little sleeper for yeah, your draft. Time. A guy that can average 48 to 52, get it every single week. I actually think he's going to be the alpha dog in this side. He was really good in the All-Stars game. He was, wasn't he? And we've sort, yeah. we've been fans of his for you know the last... 18 months. He's been mm. good. He, he's been coming up. So just want to have a look at him and see if he's ripping in. This should be a really good game, bro. They've needed uh, a bit of starch in the front row with the Safidi boys not really living up to their potential. Exactly. Yeah, uh, yep, big time. Um, it was obviously got Phoenix Crossland there as well. Be good to see if he's still got it. Obviously, mm. we've got Jaden Braley. He's injured. Uh, yeah, let's keep going to the oh, next game one, here. One, yep. one last thing. As, as per the mail, Anari Tuala starting yep. on the right wing. So that, that's one thing where we had Thomas Jenkins um, potentially getting the spot. But, yeah, there was a bit of mail that Tuala gets it. it. It's looking more and more like that's the case. That's it, brother. That's yep. it. All right, Warriors v. Finns, another full-strength hit out here. What are you looking at? Um, Heaps, obviously. I'm going to be honest. Like, um, I'm looking to see how that that left edge goes for the um, for the Warriors. The Wars are an interesting one with um, with putting RTS on that left side. It's I, I don't know whether it's going to improve it or whether he drifts and plays a bit of both sides of the field. Um, so um, I don't know. There's there's a there's a look at how that attack shape goes 
for mine. Luke Metcalf getting the nod there at the six as well is very mm. interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be keeping a close eye on that. On the other side of the field, Hammers back at fullback for the Dolphins. I want to get a look at him. I'm huge on the Hammer this season. I think the more and more I think about it and the closer we get to draft day, I think I'll be I'll be reaching for Hammer. I've just yeah. I'm a believer. I think he's going to smash that average from last year. Uh and the battle for the edge back row. It looks like you and Aiken has yep. edged ahead of Connolly Lemuelu here. Mm. Uh Lemuelu's in the reserves. You and Aiken, very interesting as well. I want to see how he goes. Yeah. Um, look, I, it looks like um, Avarillo, you can put a line through him for round one as well. Like Tessie New and, um, and Bostock look yeah. to have locked down that left edge. Yeah, that back line's set now. Mm. It's done. Yeah, yeah. What, what you see there in the team list is exactly how it's going to be round one. Yeah. 100%. All right, let's get into the next game, and it is the Eagles v. Bronx, and it's fuck all yep. here. We'll keep it moving. Raiders v. Cowboys. What do you like here, bro? I still want to have a look to see if they um, they trial Zach Lomax at fullback at any part of this game. Um, yep. Interesting to see the um, the dynamic between Bird and, and Lomax on that edge. Um, yep. I can see it developing into something very, very sexy. But yeah, apart from that, um, that's probably all for, for the Dragons. They look, they look rather good last week in patches. Um, same, same with the Tigers, to be fair. Um, this one... I want to see um, Isaiah Pap see how he goes. Um, obviously, the front row rotation um, is a bit of an issue for Supercoach potential out of those guys. So Stefano, Clemmer, they don't really live up to to what we'd expect from that that tier of player. So I'm interested to see what that happens there. And obviously, Alex Safarth but at lock, he um, try scoring ringer. Nice, bro. Yeah, I'll be looking at our boy. Uh, big Blake uh, blocker, Laurie, see oh, yeah. how he's going, see if he's getting that 50 to 55 minutes, see if Jack DeBellin is getting his wings clipped with the minutes, like Flano said earlier mm. uh, last year in commentary. If that happens, that's great for blocker. Also, Tom Eisenhuth and Jaden Sewer, what edges are they playing? We saw Tom yeah. Eisenhuth play right, Jaden Sewer play left. Was that just a bit of a, an experiment? And Jaden Sewer was going to go back to the right. I want to see where they line up. Yep. So I'm interested in Jaden Sewer. On the other side of the ball, just want to look at Appy. I want to see if he's kicking goals. I want to see if he plays 80 minutes because 80 minutes plus goal kicking, yum. Yum, 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 yeah. yum, yum. For Appy. And, and, even with, and even with Tom Eisenhuth, like, have we got any, any further mail about Lucy Liu? Lucy Leilua? No. He, he's he's obviously a left-sided um, edge-back rower, so you'd expect him when he when and if he does come back to the, the Dragons that he'll slot in there. Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's unclear where Lucy's going to end up. I, I know the Raiders are keen on him. God knows why they need another fucking don't forward, need another the one. Raiders. Yeah, but they just load up on him. They love forwards. Yeah, Get him in fair. there. Let's just line them up. Don't worry about getting backs. <laughs> Let's just ask sixteen-year-olds to to get into the centers and fullback, let's, and we'll use let's, them. Let's forget halves, forget spine players. Fuck that. <sighs> All right, let's get into the Raiders here. So uh, Raiders v Cows, close to full strength here. Uh, obviously, without in uh, commas. Yeah, a couple of weird ones. Albert Hopwadi, obviously at fullback there for the Raiders. That's a weird one. Um, but the rest of it looks pretty good. Morgan Smithy's at 13. I'm not sure if that's going to be how they line up because uh, you've got Big Red. He's suspended at the moment, isn't mm. he? 
Yeah, yeah. Yep. Guru Guru's a big fan of Smithies, and I think he does offer a bit more in. Uh, and I think they will need to have a bit more out of out of their um their lock. So I think if he's doing a bit of ball playing through the game, offering it a bit in attack, look, I can see a world where Big Red just goes back through the middle, and mm. they have a dominant dominant pack. When you're looking at Mariota, Puru, and a few of the others, like Holo, even like they're, they're absolute world beaters. They're probably one of the better packs in in the whole league. We well, so, you'd hope so. They've got um eleven hundred middles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Fair play. What are you watching here in this game, bro? Uh for me, I want to see how Ethan Strange and, and Weeks go. Um don't really it's more from a classic classic watch from my perspective. Um yep. on the on the other side, I I really want to see um where Felt and Valame kinda end up. Is it is it going to be the case where they trial moving Tualangi to like a center spot because like ideally they'd probably want to play Felt and Valame. Um, Was well, interesting. Like how I'm reading into this is that Kyle Felt is favoured here in this in this team mm, and yeah. that Valame is going to miss Valame's out. Valame's just too good to leave I know. out. Like I know. You saw on the like even last week when they were well beaten, he was still going really well. Um, last last thing for mine, Lukey on an edge starting. I I desperately want to yes. see how this, this goes. Yep, that is a huge watch for me. Heal him, Lukey on that left edge minutes impact how they use him. Uh, who's going to be feeding him ball? I want to get mm. a lot of eyeballs on him. I want to break down his game because he could be a tasty sleeper. And yeah, yeah, the felt versus Valame. That's probably it in this game. Yeah. Uh, let's keep it moving. Titans Eels. This is probably the game of the round for me, actually. Mm. Full strength. A uh, lot to watch in this game. What are you looking for? I mean, it's interesting that they've gone Keanu Keeney um, at fullback rather than moving AJ back there. Um, I mean, it's not like Desi to uh, stick to his guns. So. Um, that's well, just, it just cemented AJ as a center for the rest of the year. Yep. Like no, with an injury to JC, they don't move him. Obviously, he is going yeah, to yeah, be yeah. the Titans center for 2024. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's that's one where, look, he's definitely going to get the CT, CT dub um, duel. So that's great uh, in round six, possibly round before round one. So draft him if you if you want to grab that. But yeah, I don't think the, the potential that is there for him. So... Um, looking, looking at Bo Firma first, first run in a while. Um, what I mean, edge? What edge is the is the real interesting question? So yes, obviously Tanner Boyd and Foran are playing. So you, you would have to say that this is going to be the favoured edge of where he'll end up when um, when Fafita comes back. And I'm I'm really interested to see Tino's minutes, um, just to see how that rotation starts to look. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah, the the forwards for the Titans see what sort of minutes they're commanding, especially Tino and Big Mofo on the other side of the ball. For me, I want to get a look at Dylan Brown. Is he every bit of sexual uh, arousing play that we've been talking about him all preseason? If it yeah. is, get in my side. I'll be reaching for him. Bailey Simonson continues to impress me. I want to look at him, yep. but also Joey Lusick. Is Joey Lusick going to put his best foot forward here? Put his hand up and say, yep, I'm going to be the 80-minute guy. Or uh, is he going to shoot the bed and we're like, okay, hands is the man. Also, Sean Lane. If he gets a full 80-minute performance here, we're obviously going to get a good look at him. Mentioned this last um, podcast about how good he was in contact contact and how strong he was, getting that offload off. So we want to see more out of that um, for Sean Lane. So 
probably the game of the the round for me this one because there's a lot of questions to be answered and there's a lot of guys that I'm interested in for the 2024 draft in this game. Yeah, I mean, even even outside of the attacking guys that you mentioned, like the, the front row rotation that they've got, they've probably got three to four like draftable guys. Um, so they've got RCG, they've got Polo, they've got um, uh, Maddo, they've got Offen Gowie. They've also got William Greg who will demand minutes as well. So yeah, add on add on to that probably one to two more forwards if they go on an eighty minute hooker. Look, I think that devalues the stocks of both RCG and Polo. So- and that is something to remember when you look at this game. They obviously are playing Brendan Hands at the fourteen. Mm. If we go off what Arthur has been saying, that won't be the case. That yep. fourteen will be taken up by Ryan, Ryan Madison at the moment. Ryan yeah. Madison is number eighteen. He's in the reserves. Come yep. round one, he'll be on this bench, and there won't be a backup hooker, which means there's less minutes to go around for those middles. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and so if Hopper comes it, out and plays 60, 70 minutes and you're like, yes, fuck, my man, I'll draft him high again. Just be yeah. careful. Just be careful. Yeah, I'm I'm really concerned about Hopgood's minutes moving forward. Um, I, I don't think we'll get a good read of it this game, unfortunately. So nope. it's going to be one of those ones you, you have to fly by the seat of your pants um, and just have a believer pick. Exactly, bro. Exactly. All right, that'll do for the trials and what we need to watch for this weekend. Let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. All right. So, booms, busts, sleepers, uh, chub rubs, draft tips. It'll be all here in a tidy little package for you guys. So everything that we've been talking about throughout the preseason and all the positional pods, this one is just summing it all up, what we yeah. really like. And obviously things have changed throughout the preseason. New information has come to light. We've changed our opinion on some guys. Um, and obviously we've had the trials on the weekend that have sort of uh, added to our opinions as well. So it'd be good just to, to tidy this up for the guys that are drafting this upcoming weekend and the weekend after. So, I'll kick it off, bro. I'm going to do all my booms. I'm going to go front row forward all the way through to fullback, um, pump them out, and then any guys that you're interested in to talk about, uh, any guys you want to pick up on, we can chat about that after. Sounds good. Cool, cool. So, booms. Oh, my goodness. You won't see anything like that again this year, and maybe never. Oh, that'll do me. Sensational stuff. Front row forward. I'm obviously King. Uh, that's mm. going to be, everyone's talking about King, but I'm, I'm going to put in Terrell May here for the Roosters. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. I've, I honestly think he can average 50 to 55 coming off the bench. That PPM is absolutely ridiculous. My 2RF is uh, Elisa Katoa. Like we said, 80 minute performance from last year. He averaged over 70 points. That's what I'll be drafting him at, that 70 average. Mm. Hooker. We love JMK, but I thought I'd add in Appy here. In 80-minute games last year, he did average 72. If he can manage that, plus the goal kicking, fuck knows what he could average, 75, maybe 80. It's crazy what to think, but you've got to keep in mind that 26 by 5'8", Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown's our boy. He's the rub-down boy. We're all over his dick, sucking it down to the absolute chewy center, then chewing it, then swallowing it. It's all brown this year. Halfback Sammy Walker liked what I saw last week. I think, honestly, 65 is probably just a shoe in, but I'm expecting more 
close to that 70. Look good kicking the ball, look good with ball in hand. And I think the Roosters are going to be a better side in 2024, which obviously is going to help his average. CTW, I mean, we've talked about Karaz enough, so I'll leave him to the side. Isaac Tago, I don't care Mm. whether he plays left or right. I'm high on him, obviously a little bit higher on him if he plays right center, but I don't care which side of the ball he's playing because I think Nathan Cleary is going to drift both sides of the ruck and start prepping for life after Luai, which will bring Tago into the game regardless. And I think he can average 65 to 70 with a high upside in a Panther side that's really good in attack and also for Supercoach scoring. And then fullback, love Pappy, huge on Pappy. Mm. Hammer's, Hammer's my boy. Hammer is oh. my boy for fullback. Uh, coming off like high 50s average. Um, honestly, this bloke could average 70 in 2024. The fact that he is playing so dominant in rep games and out of position is wild. He is going to bring that back to the Dolphins. The Dolphins with their new personnel, they're going to score more points. And Hammer, with just with that support play, he's just going to score more tries. So very keen on Hammer. What's your thoughts? Yeah, mate, I definitely think, um, look, there's a, there's a couple of them that I do love. Eli Katoa, massive on him. Um, I definitely back your call of Appy as well. Getting that goal kicking is going to be huge. On the, I'm on the fence with Sammy Walker, only only because of the injury risk. Um, yep. Outside of that, I think you fucking, you nailed it. Um, love Hammer. I love Hammer more at centre at CTW than I do at fullback. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's what look, you're drafting him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Look, Dillbags, he's he's going to absolutely nail it this season and um, don't dispute that. Yeah, man. Um, all solid picks. Love it. Woo-woo. All right, bro. Hit me with your booms. All right. My booms, um, you mentioned it before, Ma- Maxi Kings is the obvious one, but I'll, I'll divert a little bit away from him and go Xavier Willison. I think he's going to have a cracker of a season and um, I think he's going to get that third, maybe fourth um, front row forward spot in the team. And look, he he can do a lot with his minutes and I think he just needs a bit of a stretch. Um, Guru mentioned it on on his podcast a few few weeks ago. Just needs a bit of a stretch with that injury. Um, Tour F, I've gone with my boy Sean Lane. I think he's going to light it up with um, with our our boy Brownie. So uh, Hooker, JMK. Just, there's no one close, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so far as a boom, boom candidate. Five eight, Matty Burton, my boy. Uh, halfback, Fogarty, um, with the goal kicking for the full season. Um, a lot of people forget that he didn't have the goal kicking last year. So I think, yep, definitely a big uptick for him. Um, CTW. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean away from Karaz. I'm gonna go Brabham Best. I think he has an absolute tear of a season. Um, we saw some of the. Um, some of the the peak of what we've seen to, to date, and I think he can he can surpass that. And for fullback, I've gone turbo because I, I just think that he can turn back the clock to twenty twenty one, and um, yeah, it's all gravy, baby. Walker is ready to be hurt again, people. Oh, so so ready, but I mean, in all of my leagues, I'm I'm not in a position where I'll be able to to grab yeah. him. So. Yeah. It's, um, it I'll tell you now, you won't have to worry about that heartache in our league. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Oh, God. Because if he slips to me, woo, it's turbo time, baby. <laughs> it is turbo time. Yeah, no, look, I'm, I'm big on all those guys as well. Lane, 
from the Eels. Yeah, very keen on Lane. Very interested to see where he slips. Um, mm. Yeah, I can't I can't push back on any of those guys. James K looks solid on the weekend, um, and because of the position and how scarce it is, it just highlights how how important he is in drafts. Um, just because of that scarcity, which it scares me because he will get guys that are in positions lacking in depth will get overdrafted. And that's why I sort of steer away from those guys. And I would rather see where, where the value lies in other positions and let someone else reach for those guys. Mm, Yeah. Um, Obviously, if they they land at the value that you have them at, you you take them. But I, I feel like five eight and hooker, there's going to be guys that are going to reach for players because they're like, oh, there's just nobody at five eight. I need this guy. I need to fill this position, and it's like a real panic stations pick. Oh yeah, and I'm just gonna let I'm gonna watch people do that and just fucking laugh my head off. Yeah, for <sighs> sure. Please do that. Please <laughs> do that. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's get into the busts. God damn it. God, Kyle. Do you want me to go first? Time ticket. What the fuck? Oh, crazy. No. What have you done? Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. All right. I'll go first. Obviously, you're not hearing those stings. It must be the connectivity. Uh, so I'll kick it off with bus, bro. Again. Uh, front row forward, AFB, seven tries. I just don't think that's doable again this year. Uh, a 70 average for someone that plays like he does, it's just crazy. Mm. And you're chasing averages if you're trying to um, to draft him because with that average, you're, you're picking him late round two, somewhere in the round, round three. No, thank you. Uh, 2RF, uh, Huddy Young, they're on the left edge for the Raiders. Don't like Raiders players anyway. But uh, I think that they're on that left edge with all those new faces and young blokes. Huddy Young's going to struggle to score tries. And that's why he has been successful in the past is is scoring those meat pies. I think that's going to dry up for him in 2024. No, thank mm-hmm. you. Hooker, yep. Lachlan Croker, don't go near him. He needs 80 minutes to be relevant in Supercoach, and he's not going to get it this year. There's too many guys there. There's Lawton. There's come on your chin. There's heaps of blokes there that are, are there after those hooker minutes. So no go there. 5'8", I've gone Cody Walker just because I wanted something spicy here in the busts. <laughs> now, do I think he that you shouldn't draft him? No, of course not. He's, going to be, he's still going to be a gun. But I... Had to pick a side of the fence. I hate sitting on the fence. I've picked a side that there are too many mouths to feed here for super coach points, and they're mm. going to be spread out a little bit. And I think Cody Walker might be one pass away from the big points in 2024. So you know you might get a 60 average out of him, but that's still a drop of nine points. So that's a bust in my opinion. Halfback, I've gone SJ. I think with... RTS playing the left edge. I think they're going to be a more balanced attacking team. I thought he was a regression risk anyway, coming off that 77, but now with Mm -hmm. RTS on the left, they're going to want to get him the ball. He's a gun, which means SJ is going to see less attacking opportunities, which is going to hurt his super coach points. CTW have gone the myth. That is Micah Sivo. Talked about him in the CTW podcast. I think off the top of my head. It was almost going to be your fucking boom. Mate, four four hundreds in three years or something like that. Something yeah. crazy. Not, uh, just wild. No, thank you. Don't touch that motherfucker. Sivo is a no-go. And obviously Simonson doesn't pass the ball either, so that's going to hurt him doubly. Yep. And then fullback Brimo, 
he's averaged 61 over the last two years, and that's playing 5'8 fullback. I just don't see how he does better than that playing center, where he's go- obviously going to be in a corridor. So I know people are talking about the roaming um, center role, but until I see it, I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I don't think he's the type of player that would, and I don't think um, I don't think the system that they'll have under Desi will warrant like a roaming role. So it's a, it's definitely a no for me. Hundred percent agree there. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to push back on the Cody call. I think he's he's going to have a crack of a season. I think he's going to um, going to probably not not exceed what he did last season, but I think he's he's going to keep pace with it for sure. I think look, there's there's just too much opportunity on that edge and. Look, if he's not going to be at the um, on the pass, he's going to be provided space on the next opportunity. So that's that's my thoughts anyway. But um, yeah, hundred percent, it's a difficult one to pick a a single one on um, on the five eight. Yeah, I, I I just think in he's he's getting old as well. Do you know what I mean? He's that's probably the, thinking that's the big thing. You pick the two oldest halves. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's almost like oh, those in, those in glass houses, Natty. In oh, bro. <laughs> as regression coming from me in 2024 as well don't you fucking worry about that bro oh, i won't be betting my average from last year i guarantee yeah, it yeah. i guarantee it but i just think he's probably thinking in pre-season he's probably looking at all these guns just going fuck yeah i'll do less this year yeah exactly i'll pass you the ball i'll pass you the ball fucking go boys <laughs> do the work do the yeah, work yeah. so yeah uh, all right for, for mine front row forward rcg like I mentioned before, I think there is a regression risk for all the Eels forwards. So stands the reason RCG is probably the one who's going to be most affected by the dropping minutes because I think Paolo is good enough to warrant more minutes. Um, second row forward, Teague Wilton. I just don't think he's going to last the full season there. He's going to be found out again in defense. And he's one of the main reasons why um, Sifatalakai has found out in, in defense as well sometimes because of his reads. Uh, in the hooker, just the Raiders hookers, just the Raiders hookers in general. Don't want to bar yep. them. It's just, it's one of those positions that it's, yeah, Sticky's killed it. 5'8", Jerome Luai. I think that he will have, um, take his foot off the gas. He's not going to reach the 58 that he got last season. He's not going to go too far down, but he's definitely not going to tip the 60. That's for sure. Um, and halfback, I've gone Luke Keary. Now, He's he's averaged predominantly around fifty five each season. I, I just see a lot of regression in the rise of Semi Walker in that team. He's going to demand a lot more ball, a lot more quality ball in attacking um, positions, and that's just going to detract from Kiri's main scoring, which is off his kicks. Um, CTW, I've gone Dan Gagai. He's not going to have that absolute mm. weapon outside of him in Dom Young. He's going to have an Ari Tawala who is of tri-scoring fame. Not. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's definitely one that I'm going to steer clear of. You're not going to get him at value. He's going to be overdrafted in most leagues. And that brings me to the next guy is Gutho at fullback. He's definitely another one who's going to be overdrafted on that 79 average from last season. And look, you take out the games where he was filling in for one of the halves or both of the halves and he, he drops down to 67 average. So he's another one who's going to be pre, um, bumped up a lot of pre-draft lists by accident and he's going to be overdrafted for sure. Yeah, I love those, the Gagai and um, Gutho calls there. Gagai coming off a career year, just unbelievable. We know how dominant this, this night's uh, outfit is going to be on the left edge. So... You would, I still you, think you would think. 
I still think he's going to go all right because his base power was the best in the league. It was, I think it was like over 50 or something crazy mm. like that. But, but even that I think is hard to replicate again. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's well, like, look, it's such, look. it's such a massive outlier when you look at his base power over his a entire career. Season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to get, get to mm. for sure. For sure. And then that Gutho stat of how he averages when both the halves are actually playing is, is very telling, very telling. Mm. So people need to be careful of that because it just goes to show you that like when there's a lot of guns in the side, those super coach points need to be spread out and sort of like goes back to my Cody Walker thing. Now all these guns are there, you know, like not everyone can average 80 in a game when you've got seven guns. So, and the same thing will happen here for the, the eels as well. And yeah, Gutho, not for me. He's never for me. <laughs> like it's every year we talk yeah. about him being overpriced. Um, mm. So yeah, they're good call, bro. Good call. All right, let's get into the sleepers. Oh, he listen. Did I what? I was there when he was born. I'm laughing at that for research. That is research. All right, sleepers. I'll go again. Uh, I'll rip through these ones. Front row forward, Blake Laurie. But I'm sure you're sick of me talking about Blake Laurie. <laughs> Is that a, how, can, how can he be a sleeper out of your mouth? Come I on. Know, exa- exactly, exactly. That's why I'm going to put Leo Thompson in there. Uh, Leo Thompson for the cool. Knights, I really do think he could he could easily average 50 points this season. And for someone that you could pick – Pick 15, 16, 17. No one's looking at him. No one's talking about Leo Thompson. And honestly, I don't think people realize that he actually plays for the multi side. Mm. And he gets on there, rips in. He actually leads the hucker as well. So yeah. the dude's got a, a plenty of cunt about him. He wants to get in there, rip and tear, and do well. And I, like I said earlier, I think he's going to be the alpha for this side. Mm. Um, 2RF, Tyson Frizzell. I think now that uh, you've got KPP or Dylan Lucas going to take on that left edge back rower uh, spot, I think Tyson Frizzell is now sort of leaving people's thoughts. But when I was talking about uh, Tyson in the 2RF podcast, I actually had him as a bit of a sleeper and a bit of a boom before I thought he was playing left because of the injury games that he's had over the last couple of seasons. He's actually averaging over 60. So there's a little Mm. bit of value there. Don't forget about Frizz. I still think he's got value there. But I've talked a lot about him, so I thought I'd chuck in Helam Lukey, a guy that we need to watch this this weekend. He's going to be, be very sexy if he plays 80 minutes on that left edge. Hard to stop. Sean Lane type, big, tall, rangy motherfucker. Like mm. the look of him. Hooker, Wade Egan, I really like him. Yeah. I think he could be a high 50s, maybe a 60 average for the Warriors. I think they've got a great pack, which always bodes well for the hookers that are playing um, alongside them. We know that Dylan Walker is going to come off the bench, probably play through the middle, not hooker, which mm. means Egan is going to get a lot of minutes, if not 80. I know he's been injury prone in the last couple of years and that has hurt his minutes, but honestly, I think they want him to play 80. So if he can string together a few... Uh, healthy games, his average will benefit from that. 5'8", Brooksy, fuck. Mm-hmm. The fact that Burbo has come on here and it looks like he's locked down that left edge spot, yum, yum, yum. Brooksy's going to be huge. 5'8", halfback, dual eligibility. Thanks for coming. Halfback, Fogarty, you talked about him in oh, your yeah, booms. Yeah. 52 average. Chuck on 10 to 12 points. 
you're looking at a 60 to 65 average. That is one of the biggest booms when you're talking about value coming off mm. the 2023 average. Crazy. And people, like you said, aren't thinking about him not kicking last year. So love yeah. him for a sleeper. CTW, Bailey Simonson. He's mm. your boy, I, I know. Yep. But the fact that he played, um, the 80 minutes that he played at center last year and what he averaged there, it's going to give you, what, six to eight points in value straight up. Yep. Now you add in Dylan Brown, full season, you add in Lane there. Defenses are just going to have a lot to deal with with that left edge attack. Not only, you know, you've got whatever right wing um, in defense that's going to have to stay on Sivo because if he gets the ball in space, he's hard to handle close to the line. Simmons is just going to have a lot of space there in attack. So I love him as a sleeper. And then fullback Teddy. Uh, yeah. I had him as a sleeper before the weekend's play. Liked what I saw. I think people are leaving him. I think people are listening to Brian about the concussions. I think they're off him. Uh, and I, I just it's just crazy to me that in some leagues you can get Teddy at the back end of round two. Like mm-hmm. honestly, if you get if you get Cleary, there are leagues that are getting mocked right now, or leagues that are getting drafted where the Cleary owner is backing it up with Tedesco. And imagine heading back two years and telling someone there's cunts out there in 2024 that are drafting Cleary and Teddy and getting those two players. People going, nah, that's not that impossible. Impossible. Can't happen. happen. It's against the rules. They're picks one and two. (laughs) Exactly, bro. Exactly. So yeah, they're my sleepers, bro. All right. Well, I'll run through mine. Um, Oh, actually, there are, there are a couple there that I did like. Obviously, the Brooksy one, I'll, I'll mention him in the halfback. So, yep. all, all about him. Um, Booker, I can't agree more. I think I think there's a lot of points to be had in the wires, and I think they're going to be a better team than they were last season as well, which is a, which is a stretch because they were friggin' awesome last year. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't push back on any of those. I think all of them are a chance except for – Except for Blocker, he's not. He's a boom, mate. He's not a. He's not a sleeper. I don't know what you're. What you're playing. It's almost at. like he's already there. Like it's yeah. not. This kid could be anything. This this kid is this kid everything. Is everything. He's everything. Yeah. He's not yeah. anything. Yeah. He's everything. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. All right, all right, all right. Um. So I'll run through mine. Front row forward. I've gone Stefano Udo Kimano, only because look, he has so much fucking talent, and it, the penny has to drop at some point, and he'll get has to get the minutes that he fucking deserves in this team. Um. Like the difficulty is they've got a lot of a lot of um a lot of front row forwards in their pack, so I'm not sure whether that's gonna happen. Um two RF, I've got Helam Lukey. I think I'm I'm watching this trial game very closely to see how he goes. Just needs a few a few months injury free to just show us the potential that we know that he's got. Um Booker, I've gone very, very left um left side on this one. I've gone Connor Watson. Um Yeah, he showed, I like this. He, he showed enough in last week's trial game for me to think, okay, I, I've seen him play off the bench, scoring 55 average easily um, in, a, in a side that I think is going to be very attack dominant um, this season. I'm interested. I'm all about it, especially with the Tour F duel. 5-8, um, I've gone Ezra Mam. So I know this isn't going to be the flavor for you, but um, mm-hmm. he, he played most of the season with either um, with a knee injury and a few other contact injuries through the year. I think take those out, and I think he's probably got a little bit of a bump in his average from last year. He's obviously no base, so when he, when he has to score points to um, to score super coach points, so 
And even when he does, sometimes he doesn't score points. So it's it's a risky <laughs> one. It's a risky one, obviously. But um, yeah, I, I think this one's close to my heart anyway. Um, halfback, I've gone Luke Brooks. The average is 55 to 60, irrespective. Goes into a team that can actually battle for a final spot. So look, high attacking team on the attacking, the dominant side. It's going to be hard to look past him, to be honest. Um, I've gone... Katoni Staggs in at CTW. I think look, we'll talk, I was talking about Stefano realizing his potential. Staggs, we've seen glimpses of what he can do. Um, he can stand up defenders. He can he can palm them off. He can run through. He can run around. Can't string a few games together though, and that's the big big thing we want to see this season. Losing um, losing Cobo from that right edge, moving across to the left. Is it going to be Staggs' edge now? Because we know it was Cobo's edge before. Is Stags going to be the the go to guy now for um for a lot of the attack and phrase from A Ray? So that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for, and that's what I'm I'm looking for in in the first few rounds. I think that in a lot of leagues he's going to go undrafted, so he's one to probably keep on the um on the watch list. And I've gone our boy Jerome Buller um as a as a sleeper. And, but looking at this, I've gone I've gone at least I've gone two. Tigers, and that's a that's a concern for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse in my um in my classic side. I think I've got four um bulldogs, so that's a bit of a concern as well. Anyway, um, yeah, Dream Buller, average fifty seven, I think, from last season. Look, I think it's the tip of the iceberg of what he's capable of, and in a team that should show a little bit more spine than they did in previous seasons. I think there's a lot of potential from him. Second year syndrome is a decent concern, so that's why I haven't got him as a boom. But yeah, he'll he'll be one I'm looking at very closely this season. Yeah, nice. The one there that really piques my interest, and uh, yeah, it, lightning bolt has hit the tip of my penis when you said his name, is Connor Watson. If you mm. take a uh, take your mind back a couple of years when we were real big on Connor Watson, and then. So we just didn't see him for two years after that. So we really put the mocker on him. But big fan, hot dude, buff dude, mm. excited to see him. I think he offers a lot coming off the bench. The fact that you can play cheese through the middle when he comes on, it just lends um, me to believe that he is going to get decent minutes playing hooker. Yep. Uh, yep. So very interested. I don't think a lot of people are looking at him. He is very sleepy. You could get very him, sleepy. You could get him your second last or last pick. Um, yeah, I've seen in, in most drafts. If I'm not picking him up, in mock, sorry, if I'm not the one picking him up, he's just undrafted, which is yep. which is perfect value. Yep, the Zeds are just floating in and around his nose <laughs> as he snores away. Very very sleepy. All right, mate. If you had to just pick one boom, one bust, one sleeper. For 2024, who would you go? Regardless of the position, can be anyone from any position. Just your favorite boom, your favorite bust, your favorite sleeper. My favorite? So the one that I think is going to attain it or the one that I'm most keen to um, see how it plays out? Whatever, whatever. Turbo. I'll be, Turbo. Put, put, it this, put it this way, I'll be judging you at the end of 2024 and looking at last season's average and this season's average, oh, and that's what okay. it will be based on. All right, boom, Sean Lane. Yep. Just give me a tick now. Uh, so for my bust, I'm going to go... Coward call. 
<laughs> Speaking of coward calls, uh, Gotho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, <laughs> fuck. And then for my sleeper, I am gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Connor Watson because um, he's got yeah, nothing I like to compare that. to. But either way, he's my he's my main sleeper. So, yep. No, that's fair. I do agree with all of those. And look, I've got pretty similar guys. I, I you know, boom hammer. There's no way he averages yeah. 58. Bust Brimo. I'm just not about him playing. So mm. I don't give a fuck. I know. Yep, yep, I know yep. that he's coming off a 58 average, and he probably won't bust much below that. But I'm more in the sense of like, people. I hear people are pretty excited about it, and I'm like, nah, that's a bust for me. Like, you've got I don't want to hear at, about it. You've got a draft in at fullback, and for uh, and a fullback that like he's topped out at around like he uh, doesn't have the doesn't have the ceiling. Anyway. Uh, yes. Yeah. No, no, no. And sleeper, Simmonson. I yeah. think a big year from Look, Simmonson I, I coming our way. Call. Love that yep. call. Yep. All right. Let's get into our no fucking way. No fucking way. No, I'm not working with this guy. I've been there, done that. No, God, please, no. No, no. fucking way. I got a better idea. No fucking way. Okay, so guys that you're just not going to touch no matter what. For me, it's guys like Ben Hunt, Jerome Luai. Uh, guys, guys, that, guys that have burned you in the past. <laughs> they're just not going to make their way into my team no matter what. But yeah, like Brimo, Sivo, big time. Like no yeah, fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care where he is. He could be pick 17 and I'm not touching Sivo. <laughs> but I will have a strategy just to not to touch Tigers. I don't care Guns. I don't care Appy. I don't care anyone. I just don't want that in the back of my mind about, okay, I've got these guys and they're not playing round 26. I would rather just not have them in my team and not have oh. to worry about it. I get it that some people will be like, yeah, I'm going to get this gun. His value, he slipped because he's a Tiger. I'll get him in. You know, I still have to make the, the finals. I'm backing myself to make the finals, whether I have Tigers or not. So mm, I'd rather yeah. just not have them in my side, knowing that my grand final is around 26. I don't want to get to the back end of the season and go, fuck, I got Appy. Now I need to start shopping him around. Everyone's like, yeah, you're shopping him around for a reason because he doesn't play around 26. I don't want him. And it's like, now yeah, you're stuck exactly. with fucking Appy Carousel. So no Tigers mm. for me. No, that's fair. Uh, for me, players coming off ACLs. <laughs> um, it's, it, it's it's the most obvious one, and that's and that's why I will not be drafting Semi Walker. Um, look, we we saw what happened with Matty Lodge um, doing his knee after I think he had a, a the same sort of sprain in his ACL a couple of years ago. Did a full tear not long after. So look, I I, I know that the average that um, Semi Walker will finish on will be very high. Um, mm. It's just he will. It, I'd. I'm not willing to take that risk on him um, this season. And even look, looking at Taylor May, Firma, guys like that, Jaden Braley, um, these guys I'm, I'm just going to avoid just because recency bias hurt me. Um, but other players who are coming off other injuries that don't have that sort of connotation, guys like Puppy, guys like Turbo, I'm ready to be hurt. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't you can't put a red sharpie through all the injured guys. I mean, you got no, exactly, to draw, exactly, exactly. draw the line somewhere. Yes, so, yeah, no, exactly. fair. Look, I wouldn't be taking ACL blokes if I were you either after the, the season that you just came <laughs> on, bro. Fucked, man. That, that, that is very understandable, bro. Very understandable. 
All right, let's get into our chub rub. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. Right. So, obviously, Dylan Brown's our guy. We won't put him in there. That's no, just, we can't. That's just the we, weekly uh, rub downs. And we can't, we, can't we, put block, we can't put blocker in there either. No, no, no. So, yeah. just let it be known that this year's Jerome Hughes is Dylan Brown. And we'll revisit yeah, yeah, that, yeah. obviously, at the end of the season and, and, and see if we're right on that one. I'm huge on Jacob Perez. I'm huge on Isaac Tago, but I am all in on Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, he's on the happy wagon. All in, bro. I'm super excited. Everything about him gets me up and about, bro. Just like he he just ticks so many boxes for me. Mm. I think not only does he have that huge ceiling, um, just watching him is exciting. Like when you're watching a storm game and you're looking at him with interest, you just see him floating around that ruck, watching for that offload. He's just got that blistering pace. He's got that absolutely mm. arousing mullet. Just just <laughs> so many things that you're just like, I want this guy in my super coach side. It's and just like too, I too, said too. in the other podcast that we did uh, a couple of days ago, I'm honestly Drinky, nah, see ya, Pappy. Latrell, nah, see ya, Pappy's in there. The only guys that I'd take above him, Cleary, Hines, obviously, Walsh, Turbo. Yeah. Then it's Pappy. Then it's Pappy for me. So, you know, if I get pick five, Pappy's in my side. Wowzers. Yep. I mean, look, it's um, it's one of those ones I, I can't push back on it because, geez, uh, my, my biggest concern with him apart from like losing the goal kicking, which we know that's that's probably going to happen initially. It was that acceleration and whether he'd lose that. Oh, I saw that. I saw that run for the kick from Pezzett. Oh, he looks quick, bro. My eyes, looks, my eyes lit up. It looked like fucking um, Hutcho was in quicksand. It was, um, it was lovely to see. Mate, he was driving past parked cars. That's how quick he was. <laughs> he was moving, exactly, brother. Exactly. So nah, he's definitely yep. one that I'm I'm super keen on as well. Um, Get I'm him in ke- my side. I'm going to keep in the vein of fullbacks. I'm going to I'm going to divert away from Matty Burton. Um, I still think he is is one of my main chub rubs. But look, Caelan Ponga, it's yeah, it's it's impossible to deny how awesome he was last season and the fact that he played he only played half of the season at his best position. Um, he uh, he averaged eighty seven in game in the whole season. He averaged one hundred and five at fullback when he was goal kicking. So, look, I, I I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with people. Some people are talking, maybe even drafting him ahead of um of Hines at, at two. So, look, put it this I, way. I I'll, this- I'll put the question to you: Would you draft KP number one overall? I, I wouldn't. No, I'd, I'd be going Cleary at the moment. Would you draft him number two overall? <sighs> Talk to me after this um this trial. <laughs> I'd, have, I'd honestly have to look at this trial because um obviously the 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 Sharkies. I do want another look at how um Hines and Tricky interact. Yeah, but I've got no doubts in my mind about how good. 
Ponga can be. So the only the only only big concern is, and Brian's had it to us a number of times, is about that head knock risk. So yeah, um, and one of the guys that you mentioned earlier is Teddy. He's got one of the worst records for continual head knocks. So definitely one to keep in the back of your mind because he's only one or two decent head knocks away from spending a long time on the pine. So, um, mm. but yeah, sensational player. He's like he's like high. I mean, um. He's like Walsh on steroids with the goal kicking. So he's definitely one that I, I'm i very, very keen on. I have had a couple of questions about how high would you take KP? And I always say it's like, you do you, boo. Like this is, we've, we've gone through the whole preseason. We've outlaid all our opinions. We've looked at all the stats. We've looked at things unbiased and biasedly. And now it's the time of the year where you've got all the information on board, you've got your tool belt, tool belt, it's stocked with weapons, now it's time to make a decision. If you are fucking keen on KP, take him. If you're pick yeah. one and you're a believer, you want KP in your side, take him. Do you know well, what I mean? Like the the only the what? only the only detraction from him is that injury risk. That's the only only detraction that I can see from him. And um I don't think you're gonna be disappointed with his average in the season end. Um especially considering they know they're not going to move him to 5'8 because that, that experiment has not worked and they've got no. enough halves in the team now. And the thing is, it's like it's it's well within the realms of possibility that he averages more than Hines and Cleary in 2024. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think he's genuine, genuine in the conversation for number two. With more ceiling games. Yep. Like yep. there's there's a chance that he gets more ceiling games than Heinz. So mm. I, I, if you are a believer and you want to take him pick one, that's a stiffy call for me. I love that. I love I love hearing that from people that are like, yeah, I'm taking him here. I'm like, yes, bro. Like, Get honestly, after it. Back your gut. Back your yep. gut with those sort of picks. Because, yep. look, you're going to throw people in a bit of a tailspin as well um, in the draft. Because they'll be like, what? You didn't go Heinz? Yeah. I, I, love, I love I love throwing those curveballs as well. Same, same. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You all good? No, I'm all, I'm all good, mate. All right, let's get into some draft tips. Now, I did put a video out on socials about our three main draft tips, which is obviously number one: be like water. It's our number one tip every single year. Has been since we kicked this fucking thing off, and we live by it. It is our favorite tip. Be like water, and what we mean by that, and Bruce Lee said it best, it's be shapeless, be formless, be like water. I think what he says is water will flow into a teacup and it becomes the teacup. Yes, yeah, he does. He says that. It can flow or it can crash. Be like water, my friend. So yep, yep. That, and when, that, when you're talking about draft, that is just move, be fluid, don't get, don't fall into traps when there's run on certain positions. Keep your head on a swivel. Values value. Just obviously go in to the draft with a plan. But if that plan blows up in your face, you've got to be. Don't be rigid. Be flexible. You've got to be yep. flexible. You've got to. You've got yep. to plan out your strategies, your your fallback scenarios. Do your pre-draft list. Do your study so you can make those calls and you're not freaking out in the minute that you've got to make a call. Be looking at this stuff like, and have have yourself about two to three options for your pick when it does come around because chances are 
if you think that there's a there's a good one one or two two to three players that you want to pick, someone else is looking at those players too. So one or two of those will come off the board and may throw you in a bit of a um in a bit of hot water. Yep. And the thing is, like, how long have we been doing this? Like eight years, something like that, to yeah. nine years. And there has never been a year where I've looked at my team and gone, oh, that's exactly what I thought I'd get. No, no. I look at my team every year and I'm like, wow, like that just, that did not go the way I planned. And you know what? I just moved with the draft and I got value when I got value and I was fluid. Yep. And and look, the, the, the player base that we're working from changes each year. So the landscape for certain positions changes. So this year, I mean, for the last few years, Hooker's been shit. But 5'8 has been absolutely atrocious this season because they took away all the jewels. So look, you just got to change your strategy and duck and dive and, and, and make it work for you and make it work for the league that you're in as well. So have a bit of an understanding about the people that are selecting around you and what type of person they are and what type of, what type of picks they're going to make, um, whether they're going to go for name players, whether they're, they're actually clued on and they may be stealing some of the players that you're thinking about because they've, they've got their finger on the pulse as well. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's it will never not be our top tip. That one. It's yep. yeah. It's perfect. The next one is from uh, Hannibal in a team. He says, "I love it when a plan comes together," <laughs> and this bodes well for prepping. So, listening to podcasts, studying, getting on the patreons, you know, um, subscribing to the weekly rugby and subscribing to the NRL physio, having your pre-draft list set, making sure that's up to scratch printing off your draft sheet, having everything doing your just box. prepping for success, right? So that on the day you can have fun with it. So yeah, you've exactly. done everything possible that you can do to prep for success. And now it's the stress-free. You can have a couple of tins. You can get a little bit juiced up. You can get a little bit tipsy and you know, you're going to handle it because you've done all the work. Mm. There's nothing worse than seeing blokes in draft and you look over and you go, why are you so stressed, bro? Like, just calm down. And it's clear they Absolutely. just haven't done the work. Scrambling. They've just left Absolutely all their, their shit till that day. And it's like, well, well, let's just, it's the best day of the year, people. You want to enjoy it. Exactly right. Exactly right. And even though the plan that you had as in for draft and drafting players and stuff like, maybe that doesn't come off, but a successful draft where you have enjoyed the draft itself. You've had a great day with the boys, had a few beers, had heaps of laughs. That's when you kick back and you go, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> exactly. Cause that, right, that's mate. ultimately the plan, isn't it? Is to yep. have a successful draft and have a good day. Yeah, for sure. And number three is Vontae Mack, no matter what. So this comes from Sonny Weaver from the movie Draft Day, which is an absolute fucking ripper. I usually try and watch it on the days leading up to the draft just to get in the zone, just get pumped up. It is such a great movie. And so, spoiler alert, at the start of the movie, he writes down a name on a little piece of paper. And throughout the day, he's trading picks, he's trading up, he's trading down, he's talking to different players. You don't know what the fuck's happening. And then he ends up taking a guy, first pick overall. He is the GM for the Cleveland Browns. He gets he trades up to get the first pick. They think he's going to take this quarterback, and he ends up taking this linebacker, and everyone's shocked. And it, it turns out that Vontae Mack is the guy's name that he wrote down at the start of the movie. So this goes to, like we are talking about with KP, take him in. Hmm. Take Vontae Mack. If you believe in Vontae Mack, take Vontae Mack. 
So they could, whatever, like Dylan Brown, if you're pick four and you're a big believer in, in Dylan Brown, fuck, take him. You know, same yeah. with me when I was talking about um, Pappenhausen, people might be like, they are, oh, man, pick five is too rich for my blood. You're not me. I'm going to take my man. I'm going to take my boy. I'm going to back yeah, yeah. my guard and I'm going to get the guy that I want. Don't be scared. Don't be scared to fucking just go out and get your guy. It may not work, but it may work. Especially when they're also players that you enjoy watching and you're going to get, you're going to, it's going to make your weekend when they play well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, can't speak highly enough for that, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. Any other ones you want to add on to there? They're our main three, but is there anything else you can think of that you, you want people to walk away with tips? The, the plan, the plan comes together. One resonates with me because you've got to, you've got to put in the work. You've got to do your pre-draft list because we know the site's fucked at times. We know the app's mm. fucked as well. And you could end up auto-drafting a few picks. You don't want to be left auto-drafting like Gutho in round one. You don't want to be auto-drafting. I know some flogger is not going to be um, starting at the back end of your draft as well. So Set up your pre-draft list. Go through. Use the draft charts. Go Cam through. Smith, round one. Remember that oh, one? Oh, that was your old boy, wasn't it? Fucking hell. That so, was an absolute oh, cracker. Oh, one of the best yeah. auto drafts you'll ever see, people. Yeah, yeah, that was. And look, again, comes down to not setting your pre-draft list. Um, mm-hmm. Say it every season. It's the biggest thing, um, biggest bit of advice that I've got. Do your pre-draft list. And also, once you do that, get your strategy together test it on the mocks. So we'll be, we'll be putting the call out for a few mocks over the next few days. Um, dial in. We'll, we'll be uh, putting the word out on Patreon. So make sure you, you dial in there, have a look, um, jump on a few of the mocks. We'll put up some of the, um, some of the results. There's already a heap of results up there. So if you have a, have a look through, you can see um, how people have been drafting with the different strategies and what positions are running out. Um, and we're seeing, Five eights run out very quickly. We're seeing people reach for a lot of um, hookers. We're seeing in some circumstances people just not caring about hooker or five eight and just just running with the AE, which is one of the strategies we've talked about. Have a look, have a think about how you want to re- approach the the draft and what sort of strategies you want to put in into place. Test them out. Yeah, hundred percent. Another thing that sort of you brought up there with the pre draft list is if you are a subscriber on the Patreon this takes a lot of the work uh, out for you, right? So you can go in, in your pre-draft list, look at how we've ranked hooker and then just go on bang, 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 just cop pretty much copy and paste, right? And do go through all the positions and then click on top 30 for your specific final system. Say you're 23 to 26, you click on uh, that top 30 and make sure it's all good. That gives you a great starting point then you can sort of toggle with things that you don't agree with that we've said or guys that are a little bit higher on than than we are. But if you do that, that is taking away 90% of the work that you would have to do on your own with your pre-draft list. Just look at the yeah. ranks that we've put up there on, on, on Patreon and copy it in there and then just do your stinker tinkers every day. Just like yeah. move guys a little bit up, a little bit down. If you don't agree with us or if you agree with us, it doesn't matter. But that is taking a lot of the work out. I'm telling you, that's exactly how I'll be doing my pre-draft list. I will just be copying exactly what is on there. And then closer to the day, I'll just be toggling things a little bit um, as I see fit after trials and things like that. So yeah, yeah, that just came to me then. How much work is taken out if you just look at the the ranks and the top 30s and stuff that are on the Patreon? 
Yeah, for sure. And look, one of the things that um, people are a bit daunted about setting their pre-draft list and all that sort of stuff, go into go and filter and then mm. filter by position and do the rankings by position, each of the positions separately first, and then go through and start to finesse um, where they overall. where they land over overall because yep. it's too hard to do if you're not if you're not um, filtering it by position. That's that's yep. a really good piece of advice. Yep, hundred percent. That is a good one. All right, bro. Let's get into. We'll do some questions in a minute from the patrons, but also from uh, the rubbers on Instagram. But I thought. I would get into the results of the quick fire. Who do you draft first that I put Ooh, up that was, on? This is some good gear. Yeah, Instagram. So it was really cool. A lot of people were were pumped about this. We had about 400 votes per story. So it's a, it's a good That's piece not, of data here. Shabby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for Hooker, we had JMK versus Cook. JMK won at 79%, so that's a landslide. Then we had Egan versus Appy versus Braley. So Braley won that at 48%, Appy Mm -hmm. next, and then Egan. But now with Appy with that goal kicker, you would think that Appy would be first, Braley maybe second, and Egan third, which, yeah, that's interesting that people still... I think think Egan, like you said before, um, had him as one of your sleepers. I think he is being slept on by a lot of people. Yeah, I'd have Egan above Braley, but that's Mm. what the people said. Uh, we had uh, Marnie against Robson. Robson won this with 81%. Yeah. Uh, we had Jacob Little versus Lachlan Croker. Little won with 62%. Yep. Double uh, drugs. Yeah, exactly. Front row forward, we had Haas Tino. Tino, Tino won 52%. So very mm, close. Very that close very to close. that one. Mm. AFB versus Tarpanay. AFB still 61% with the win there. Yep. This was interesting. Uh, Mo Fodawaka versus Max King, sixty-four percent for Max King. I think with the with the unknown with the front row rotation with Desi coming in, I, I'm I'm backing in that one. Yeah. Mm, that is that that's yeah. I thought that'd be a little bit closer. So, but yeah, so, Max King is on the tip of everyone's tongue at the moment, both in draft and classic. So, not surprising that people are, are high on him. Then we had Mitch Barnett versus Paseca. This was pretty much 50-50. Barnett with 51% of the win. Uh, We had JDB versus Collins. JDB killed it 72%. People are fucking Mm. keen on JDB. Uh, We had Nelson Osofa-Solomona up against Jake Travojevic. 50-50, straight down the middle. And then we had uh, Blocker, a boy versus the white rhino, Welch. Pretty much 50-50, but Welch gets the nod here at 51%. Oh, just robbed. Fucking travesty. robbed. Absolute travesty. Absolute travesty. I demand a callback. Recount. 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 Uh, to a ref, we've got Hopgood versus Carrigan. Hopgood wins at a 63% clip. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought that would be uh, a little bit closer. I, th- I think he definitely gets him, even with um, a loss of a few minutes. I think Carrigan's yep. going to go well, but I, I do think he's going to. Um, yeah, he's not going to go to the heights we we're hoping. Olakwatu versus Britain Nicara. Uh, Nicara was sixty percent of the votes there. I agree with that. Mm, yep. Katoa versus Lane, fifty-fifty, very I, close. I, I have to admit, I think I think Katoa is a fair bit ahead of Lane, and I'm I'm on I'm on Lane's bandwagon. Yeah, I think Katoa, he just offers so much in attack. Um, it's that strength of schedule as well. And, and yeah, strength of schedule in the finals. Lane, 
and the Eels in general just have an awful, awful run in the finals. Yep. Uh, Isaiah Yo versus Cameron Murray. Murray gets the votes there at 53%. So very close as I thought That's it an would interesting be. One. Yep. Yeah. I'd probably take Yo over Murray. Yeah, but... same, same. Uh, Keon Kolomatangi versus Maddo. Keon Kolomatangi won this one at 51%. I don't, ag- Ooh, I don't agree with I that. Think that's, I think that's based on him playing right. Yeah, I would be taking Maddo there. Yeah. Uh, Cardi Party versus Viliami Kikau. Cardi wins at 57%, and I kind of agree with it. Cardi's been going well, though, hasn't he? Mm, um, yes. Yeah. We haven't seen Kikau at his best in a Bulldogs jersey yet, so interested to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, I think he's he's obviously going to outperform his average from last season. But yeah, I think I'd be I'd be drafting Cardi ahead of him. Yep. Um, Bateman versus Butcher. Bateman with sixty seven percent of the votes there. Now, whether people are worried about Butcher and his job security, I'm not sure, but that surprised me. Yeah, well, uh, I, I like especially with that round twenty six buy. It's it's one that's like I'm pretty big on Bateman, and I think that he's got a lot of potential um, in a possibly up- uplifted side from last year. Um, but yeah, Butcher, I think he's the first of the um, the tourists to be picked. Yeah. So I think he's, he's, he's as safe as you can get in a, in a Roosters jersey. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think I'd be going Butcher personally. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, IPAP versus Sorensen. IPAP wins with a 69%. Nice. nice. I'm I'm interested I in that one. So. I, I don't. I, yeah. Like I know that Sorensen's going to regress a little bit, but I don't know if IPAP is going to like uplift that much. IPAP was down at what fifty eight or something last season. Mm. He's got a. I haven't seen enough from um, from the halves there that they know how to use the Regback rowers. I'm going to look at obviously a little bit closer to this game um, just to see how it pans out because IPAP's actually playing, but. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I'd probably take Sorensen just I because he plays well. in a better side. Mm. He yeah. plays the Panthers. Too, and, I mean? and, like, and that's we'll be, the tiebreaker. We'll playing round 26. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, halfbacks, Cleary versus Hines. Hines gets the nod at 52%. We knew that would be close. Yep. Uh, then we had Hughes versus SJ versus DCE. Hughes gets the nod here at 43%. Then DCE, then SJ. Totally agree with that. Yep. No, I'm I'm all about that. I agree. And I love this one. Brooks versus Hunt. Brooksy, sixty four percent. I mean that that oh. duel that duel is hard to ignore. Um, yep. I think the duel plus with what we're expecting him to get from this new new side, best attacking side, um, best attacking edge on that side. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot to be um, a lot of good things to come out of both of these guys. To be fair, even Flano, um, Flano coming in for um, for the Dragons, I think that'll pan out a mm. little bit better than everyone's been moaning about. Mm. Sammy Walker versus Moses. Moses gets the nod at fifty two percent, so very close. Very very close. That final strength of the schedule for the Eels is terrible, and it, Moses is handing the keys over to to Dillbags. So I. I, I I'd be hard pressed to go away from Walker on that one. It's Walker for me every day of the mm. week there. Oh, uh, Reynolds versus Fogarty. Reynolds, 73%. Totally agree with that. Broncos yep. are going to kill teams. Yeah, Reynolds yeah, is going to have fingerprints all over every point and kicking goals. Here we go. Birdo versus Cody Walker, 50 oh. 
50. Where has it? Sounds, like, sounds like you've talked to a few people around here. Well, look, stats don't lie and potential doesn't lie. Um, look, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter around, and you mentioned it in um, in you talking down Cody Walker. Look, is there's potential for a lot of down um, um, downgrade for Walker, but there's also a lot of uplift potential for Burton, and I think. Once they get a bit of combinations going in the halves, because obviously a new new spot, well, half of a new spine, um, they'll need to develop the combinations. So it might be a slow start um, for Birdo. Mm. So if you don't manage manage to get Birdo in the draft, have a have a chat to to Olmo who's picked him up. Maybe round two, he might be open to some negotiations. Mm, I like that. I like that. Uh, Ezra Mam versus Jerome Lewite Mam, 78%. Close the door. Done. Wow. Wow. Yep. Yep. An easy win there for Mam. Dearden versus Jaden Campbell. Dearden, 58%, which is obviously it's a home and hose win now. And and that was before the injury. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think we were were tossing up Dearden as a a boom candidate anyway. So, yeah, I think he's definitely definitely got the the pick of the bunch there. 100%. Tricky Trindle versus Kiri. Trindle with 52%. This was before the trials as well. You would think that it up be up around that 60, 70% mark now yeah, with Trindle. Yeah, for sure. Everyone's absolutely uh, sliding down. This is interesting. To'o versus Mazu. Mazu got 54% of the votes. So we've mm. obviously got To'o above Mazu, but both are going to be fantastic for 2024. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think there's going to be too much difference between the two. No. Izako versus Garrick, 50-50. Wow. I think there's a there's a few there's a few things to read into that as well. Like obviously, the the Farnworth potential down um, downgrade mm. for the tries and things like that. And then on the flip side, Garrett moving into the centers and possibly onto the least dominant edge. Um, that's a, that's a pretty big one for for mine as well. But I mean, he retains the jewel. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of checks and balances in that one. I can see why it's fifty fifty. Um, yeah, I, I've got it fifty fifty as well. I couldn't gun, tell you who's going to average gun, more. Gun, gun to my head, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. The answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting shot. Yeah, pretty yep, much. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, then we had Holmes, Manu, Tago. So we had Holmes winning that one with fifty nine percent. Then it went Isaac Tago. Then it went Manu. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would I would probably go the same way, but I think. Manu out of the three of them has the biggest like insane potential. Um, mm. but it, would, it, it obviously relies so heavily on how the Roosters are playing. So no, nah, I'd be going Holmes on that one for sure. Then we've got Kiraz versus Lomax. Kiraz was 69% of the votes. Nice. It's a pretty easy win. Don't have to yep. really talk about much there. No, next. Brian Kelly versus Cobo. Uh, Kelly gets 57% of the votes, gets the win there. That was interesting. Yeah, I'd be on the fence. This is 50-50 for me. Um, I'm a huge Kelly fan, um, but obviously Cobbo, he looked very special on the the left edge last week. So, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't kick kick either of them out of bed for farting. So, no, no, that's it. Herbie versus (laughs) Bradman Best. Best wins this one pretty handedly at sixty eight percent. I think this, I, I would take best first. I think I'd take best as well, but I think Herbie is potentially going to be underdrafted because everyone was um, was off him a little bit because he was going to be moving on to the left edge. 
Mm. Even on that right edge, you just saw you saw Katawa link up with him. And I think Katawa's yeah, I think he's gonna be something special this season. Yeah. Next. Um DWZ versus AJ. Uh DWZ gets fifty three percent. I would probably take AJ first here. I would I would too. Yep. Um RTS versus Gagai. This I don't agree with. Gagai, fifty six percent. I think I'd take RTS first. I'd be taking RTS just to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just have, have just it in for your the, side. Fun, the fun factor, hundred um, percent. And this was a bigger win than I thought it was going to be. Turbo versus Walsh. Turbo seventy one percent. Well, everyone's living in twenty twenty one. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I thought it'd be closer. Yep. Uh, Drinky versus Latrell. Latrell at sixty one percent. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. You don't agree. You're taking Drinky first. I'd take Drinky first only because of the ceiling potential that you get from him. Um, you look at the past few seasons, like Latrell doesn't top the ton. And when he does, he doesn't put team, put his foot on the throat. Mm. He'll, he'll get him, similar to similar Munster, he'll get him to the point where they're going to win and then he takes his foot, foot off the gas. Um, Just got good vibes about Latrell oh, this year. I don't know I what don't, it is. I don't disagree. I can't, I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what. I just, I'm just back on my gut here. It's it's, it's full it's full SJ last year vibes um, mm. last preseason bouncing around in training loving life all that sort of jazz and no 100 percent I understand it but yeah for my, for mine it'd be drinks anyway yep next I should have put Pappy up against someone better but Pappy versus Gutho Pappy wins 88 percent easy yep. um, Charles Nickel Clockside versus Will Kennedy CNK wins at 60 60 uh, percent. Uh, look, so Ken- I thought Kennedy, they'd be a little bit closer. If you look at Kennedy's scoring over the last few seasons, he's always had one or two games where he scores dick all points because of either getting suspended, getting a um, sent off, or getting a, a ten in the bin, getting injured, or whatever. And it always deflates his average. So I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. The one thing I've got issues with, obviously, is that hamstring. We've seen Emmy issues with Turbo. Mm. We know that they are long-sending and, and re-injury risk. So, yeah, I'd, I would probably go with CNK, but he's got his own injury concerns as well. Exactly. Yeah, well, he's missing round one, isn't he? <laughs> um, Teddy versus Edwards. Tedesco, 68%. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Yep. And then the last one was Brimo versus Hammer. <laughs> Hammer, 88%. See you, champ. He's already dead. Yeah. 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 yeah, he is done. No. So that was really cool. That that um that whole story um series that we put up was cool. Really gave people an idea of yeah what the the majority are thinking and and how guys are going to be taken in drafts and stuff like that. So I just thought I'd share the results there. But I think we should get into some questions, bro. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. So Connor's asked us, thoughts on RTS? He looked really good, um, but wasn't great to see him land on that left edge. Nah, I'm, I don't know, I'm more on him now, seeing him play left edge. Like, without sight unseen, with knowing that he was going to play left edge, I was like, oh, I don't know, I think he get overdrafted. Now I'm more... I'm more pumped up about him. I think the Warriors are going to be a more balanced attacking outfit. But in saying that, I do think people will overdraft RTS uh, on name value, which I won't be doing. So, yeah. look, I'm 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 relatively high on him, but you know, like we're talking, I want to take him back end around four. You know what I mean? Like if he's there back end around four, I'll take him. Mm. 
all right. So Jaden has asked us, he dra- drafts on Wednesday, um, 10 team snake draft, 18 teams. Holy. Oh, 18 man team. Sorry. So, um, five, five bench, um, have lucked out with the, uh, with the 1.01, uh, going to go Cleary. Um, but he just wants to not really sure what to do when he gets to the turn pick. Um, so what position combo should he be targeting for the second and third round pick, which will be around, I think it's 20 and 21. Well, I mean, it's all, it's all dependent on how your draft flows. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. I mean, if you get Cleary and then Teddy slips and you walk away with Teddy and Cleary, I like that. And then you back that up with, Obviously, you're walking away with a halfback and, and a fullback. You know, you could get a top end to RF um, early round three, or you could get a really uh, high ceiling CTW there. It just, and, and this is hard when you get these type of questions because it's like, I don't have a crystal ball. Like, I don't know no. how your draft is going to unfold. All yeah. I can say is have a plan in place, do your study, know what value is where, and take the value. Yeah, and and I think for the for that range of pick that we're talking about there, you're looking at a lot of halfbacks in that area. Um, so you're obviously you've got Cleary sorted, so you're not looking at them. So I, I think you'd be probably looking at a CT dub and maybe getting a fullback like a Teddy if he slips, mm. like a like a Pappy if he slips. Look at Cam Munster even if he slips, um, and I've seen him slip in many many a draft. So. Yeah, th- those are the, those are the type of type of positions that I'll probably be looking at to to fill up that at that um, those turn picks. Yep. Uh, Aaron has asked his thoughts on Herbie playing on the right inside of Jermaine. Good thoughts. Yeah. Oh, look, it is good. It is good. It it just didn't worry me what edge he was going to play. I think the Dolphins will get him the ball no matter what edge he's on. So. It didn't really change my opinion too much on Herbie. I think he'll be good in 2024. Mm. I don't think he's going to be a world beater. Uh, it was more the impact that he is going to have on Osako. So, yeah, look, I'm not deterred or I'm not I'm not more on him because of him playing right. Um, yeah, it, it just it – just, the value is the value there for Herbie. Yep. Uh, Maestro's asked us um, thoughts on where you'd take Montoya. Um, think that that left edge is going to get more ball with RTS um, and there should be a bit of an uptick in tries with how hard he runs um, close to the line. Late. Yeah. I, I Look, he'd be, he'd be one of my, probably my second, second last bench pick. Um, mm. I'd be going around that sort of area because I don't think heaps of people are going to be looking at him. He was a solid it wasn't a world better, but he was solid um, as like your uh, bench CTW last season, getting about 46. So he's definitely one that um, he, he just plays on the least dominant edge of the side. So I think that's going to shift like you mentioned, but yeah, it's it's probably not one that I'd sell the farm on. No. Uh, Shred has asked us, uh, do you think Paps will kick goals um, in the second half of the season? Yes, and I think earlier than that. Yeah. Um, I think they've got too many good, um, good like centers in the side that I don't know whether Meany will get found out from size. So we'll see if, um, see what happens there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Pappy kick goals round one. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Potentially because who was goal kicking when, um, when they were playing the trial, it was Pezzett. 
So yep. read into that what you will. Uh, yep. Big big Graham has um, has shot a <laughs> has has lit a lit a fire under us. He's put a shot across the bow. He's okay. gone. How can you goobers harp on all preseason about AEing a low depth spine position this year and keep your heads on a swivel when you completely overreach on the likes of Ben Hunt and like Luke Brooks in every mock you published. Um, when I when I saw you take Hunt in round three last week, that was a, that was an auto draft. Um, I was physically sick. <laughs> like I have nothing to do with any of these mocks, so no, this will that's be interesting. True, that's true. Um, there's no way in God's green earth that um, they should be taken any earlier than round eight. Disagree, um, and and even that feels like an awful pick. Um, and don't even what, get Ben Hunt in round eight. Jesus, this bloke I, must be new. I, I'd, I'd love, I'd love him at round eight. Um, and don't even get welcome started. To, welcome to draft, bro. Good to have you. Don't, Must don't be even, your first year. Don't, don't even get me started on Matty Burton. He's as rele- irrelevant as my derriere. Um, he's actually even used the, the E with the inflection. Well played. Um, oh, it's cute. Very cute. Very cute. Uh, look, looking forward to hearing the results of your actual draft and waxing lyrical about the value of taking Blake Braley and Tanner Boyd in round four and five turn. Stop fooling the people yeah. with lies. Cheers, fellas. Love your work. Thanks, big Graham. Blo- um, Blocker will be there, bro. Blocker will be there. <laughs> He's going to be on one of our teams. I'll tell you what. Yep. Give you up to it. Um, Toby, Toby has, Toby Rudolph actually has said, um, do you see the split round one teamless affecting your draft at all? Um, you may, you may just have to uh, preference starting those named for Vegas over anyone who may be questionable for your team list the next week. It's not going to change how I draft at all. I don't, I don't no, draft for a single no. week. Um, no. apart from, uh, apart from having the, the grand final have a bit of weight around it. And only yep. that's your first five, six picks. Haven't even given it one iota of a thought, like mm. don't give a fuck. Don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip over that one cause I'll, I'll answer that one separately. Dave has asked us, uh, does not seeing turbo run around before drafting scare you off an early pick? Nope. Um, also, is Brown before Drinky a good move with how deep fullback is? Um, depth of fullback is is an interesting one because like there's a, there's a there's a number of really good options, but it falls off a fucking cliff after you get past like well Hammer really. Um, so if you're in a deeper league, you you, you kind of need to be scrambling for one of them in your first three picks um, uh, because he said grabbing Marju in round two for the ceiling. So you don't, um, yeah, you're not losing going drinky. I I don't mind it. Like I said, like this is this is back your gut season, people. Like yeah. if you want to take Brown over drinky, then do it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next one I'll skip over because we saw Teamless and that's um, we got the answer to that. Uh, Cobo has he climbed um, climbed boards off the back of his combo with Walsh? Yeah, look, I did talk about this, well, we both did, in the trial mm. rap, and it was just all about how arousing that left edge for the Broncos is. And the thing is, this is a common theme with such dominant edges with so much potential and scoring potential around the guns that are playing on that edge, right? So you've got Walsh, you've got Cobo, you've got Pierre Curry, you've got Oates out there, you've got Adam Reynolds in the sweep, you've got Mam defenses are just not going to know what hit them, right? Mm, so yeah, yeah. 
and you 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 just don't you just can't give Cobo space, right? And the and the thing is, you can't give Cobo space, but you need to be up in Walsh's face as well because you can't give him the outside because he'll skip past you and then he's gone. So yeah, 100%. I just think defenses will have too much to worry about there, and Cobo is going to kill it. Yeah, and they've got to make those decisions really well and really early because of the speed that both Walsh and um, and Cobo have. Thanks for that one, Big Max. Uh, next one, TG TG has asked us: Dearden or Mam for ceiling? I think it's Dearden. Out of those two, yeah, for sure. Um, Luke has asked us: Do you think Aiken gets the left secondary spot for the Finns? I think so. It it's looks that way, doesn't it? Yeah, um, and then. He's also said that Sanks has pretty much confirmed that AJ will get the CTW duel. It obviously raises his value slightly because we still already, don't care. We'd, we'd already factored in that he was going to get that duel at yep. some point. So, look, I wouldn't be selling the farm on him. Yes, it, it does does help him a little bit, but the potential is not going to be there in his corridor. Drainsy has asked us, our third pick in the draft is likely to take Turbo, and I have the fourth pick. Lucky boy. Um, mm. Is is there any case that Walsh is a good pick ahead of Ponga? No. Um, no. I, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of Walsh, but Ponga is just something special. He's something else. He's a um, league winner. He's a yep. league winner. Absolutely. Simple as that. Yep. Um, if you've got the opportunity to grab him, kiss mm-hmm. her, get yourself a lottery ticket. Um, yeah. Hamish has asked uh, late on the question, but interested in everyone's opinion. Um, Guru has got me bluffed about being worried about Wong not starting. Do we take the gamble, grab him as deep as possible and be patient or grab Satili? I don't think you grab either. What's your, what's I, your think, I think, I think, I can't be certain who gets it right. But like I said in the trial wrap, it's like, wait, too late in the draft and then just take a punt on one of these guys, whether it be Wong, whether yeah. it be Satili, whether it be Crichton, get one of them and just so, see how the cards land. So long as this is a bench pick, I'm all about yep. it. If you're, if you're yep. spending an earlier pick than a bench pick, like no. I think it's a bit too much of a risk. Um, yep. Because we, we've, we've tried to predict what um, Robbo does and never go So whoever's well. left there when you're picking 14 or 15, somewhere around there, grab one of them and just see how it works. If it doesn't work out, flick them to the waivers. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? It's worth a gamble. All right. Rob, last one. Rob has asked us, does Hutch get in the start leaving um, leave Sexton to be untouchable? Um, looking at him as a, as a late round um, halfback. Yeah, look, it's hard. I mean, obviously, we Hacho seems like he's got the nod here, but I don't think job security is set here. No. I, I still think they're trying to find the perfect seven to go in with this team. I don't mind the call if you've got a deep bench. If you're running with like an eight or ten-man bench, which I've seen, could be worse. Chuck him on there. Do you yeah. know what I mean? See how it pans out. I'd be I'd be less less sketchy about like drafting Sexton really late than Hutcho, um, only because if Hutcho does get a bench spot instead of the starting spot, he will he may turn into an AE nightmare. Um, mm. So it's it's one because I don't think Sexton will pick up a bench spot if he's not selected to start. So that's probably where look you're not really gonna you can use him as um, as AE fodder or, or whatever if you need to. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. What, what have you got with us, mate? Yeah, I've got a few here. I've got looking at third pick, presuming I get Ponga, would you pair him up with Mazu? Oh, yes. If, if, no it, if, if, you, if you've got the opportunity, for sure. That's a stack. What of a lot. stack. Oh, what a stack. Uh, would you guys, this is an interesting one, would you guys come to the dark side to do NRL draft? The content is next to zero. Don't have, have time to learn a whole other system. But look, it's, I have it's actually ne- never say never. I have never say up, never. I have signed up today. Um, I've done it on and off in the past. It's it's a completely different scoring strategy mm. um, to understand. And, and the guys that we're keen on in Supercoach are going to be different to the guys that, that perform well in NRL Fantasy. So, look, I'll give, I'm going to give it another go this season, try to wrap my head around it. I just don't think we'd have the bandwidth to do both and full-time jobs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if we if you guys want to give us some more money so we can quit our day jobs, <laughs> then we'll do it. How's yeah. that sound? Yeah. Um, Ponga or Turbo pick three. We're Ponga. Ponga. Um, pros and cons for AE strategy in a fourteen player comp uh, with ten teams with three to four non playing players. Say that one again without the stop-start. Pros and cons for AE strategy in a 14-player comp, 10 teams with three to four non-playing players. Right. Um, Say that one again. obviously, obviously Obviously the pros for running an AE is that you you have the opportunity to always have a VC and a captain, a VC loop always in play, right? So mm. this is something that Wook and I did in the listener league last year. We didn't have a hooker because uh, we lost Jaden Braley. So what we did every week, we picked up whatever team was on the buy. We picked up the hooker from that, or a hooker from that team, put him in there. We knew that that player would stay live right up until the last game, no matter what, because they were on the buy. And that gave us a player on our side that we could use for the loop. Right. Mm. Then you've got the, uh, another pro is that if you've got a steadfast player that you know is going to get decent points, just say you've got a two RF on your bench and you've purged the rest of your players on your bench. So, you know, you're going to get that player's scores and just say you know he's going to get 55 that's a bankable 55 that you that will come in no matter what if you do your vc loop so the 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 cons is that if you don't purge your bench then you have more risk of the ae score being very low being a mm. 20 yeah being a, a sub 20 do you know what I mean? Especially if you're running some CTWs that are, are matchup based guys. If you don't purge your bench and you're running with guys and just hoping for a really good score from all your bench players, that's the risk you take uh, with that one. So, yeah, I guess they're the main pros and cons. Look, it's it's more of a it's more of an option at the back end of the season when you're running into finals because you're less impacted by buyers because you can usually plan it out in your run to the finals. It's a it's a risky strategy to play at the start of the season. Um, I mean, in a lot of circumstances, we won't really be given the opportunity to to not run without a, without an AE for one of the um, the really shallow positions. It, it, it comes down to um, like one of the real benefits from a draft when you're drafting is it opens up your flexibility to pick other positions 
better players. So rather than go for someone like a um, Oh, Boyd. I tell you what is a is a strategy if you want to do the AE play early on is pick up guys that you know are injured at the start of the season. So your bench is made up of guys that won't play but will play eventually. So it's like you didn't have to purge your bench, but your bench just is full of guys that are coming back, you know, in five or six rounds, which means you can play that AE role for the first part of the season and maybe guys some of your troops come back and then you you're sweet, right? That was sort of me for the majority of the start of the season last season because I had like blokes like Pappy and Lane and guys on my bench. So I really didn't have to purge, but my bench still looked sexy as fuck. So I could run the AE easy, but my bench was still sweet. So maybe that's a strategy if you want to do the AE early on. All right. Thoughts on undrafted players in my league. Cobo, Wallace, Sammy. Jenkins, Josh Papali'i, Ethan Strange, King. Cobbo's there, bro. Woo! Get Cobbo, bro. Get Cobbo, bro. Straight up. Get him. Get him now. Um, KPP and Dylan Lucas to take minutes off each other on the left edge. Still worth a punt. So, it... Guru is is pretty confident that that will happen, that they will steal minutes off each other, which is very fucking unlucky for drafters. I honestly don't think it's worth a punt unless it's late, late, late. Like if, you know, if Dylan Lucas makes it onto your bench, don't mind that at all. But I'm not spending a starting spot on a KPP or a Dylan Lucas if I know they're going to steal minutes off each other. Yep. Yep. But you know, like if and this is this is hard because you you don't know until you get round one teams right, and that's that's pretty much the only time we're going to know because obviously they're both named this weekend, and you won't know until round one until you look at it and KPP is named and Dylan Lucas isn't in the team. You'll be like, wow, well, he got he got the fucking gig, didn't he? So we're not going to know before we draft, which is, yeah. You could play, you could play the guru game and just back your gut, get him in there and just hope the cards fall your way, which I don't mind either. I don't mind that play. Do you know what I mean? Like I love it when guys take punts like that and, you know, someone takes Kai Pierce Paul in round eight and everyone's like, Oh shit. And then all of a sudden round one comes and he's named and Dylan Lucas isn't anywhere to be seen. You're like, Oh fuck. That was nice. Nice draft. Very nice draft. So yeah, back your gut. It's back your gut. Back your gut season. Yep. hundred percent. And that's like, 
it's it's at that point of the season where it's we can't really give you any more advice on things because we still want you guys to have your draft. You know, we don't want you to do exactly what we say to do. Like have your draft, back your guys, pick your men and get the team that you want. But also, you know, obviously take in everything that you've read, everything that you've heard from all different content creators that you've, you've, um, you've d- dived into in the preseason and just come up with your own opinion. Yep. All right, that's it, bro. That's done. Done, 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 done. Yep. Pretty big podcast. We 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 got a lot of gear in there. We've got trials in there. We've got boom bust sleepers. We've got, you know, the, the happy ending. We've got some this or that stuff questions. So it was a bit of a tidy out from the preseason, but this is probably the last time we talked to you guys uh, before our draft. So our draft is this weekend. Then it'll be a very slow week next week because hangovers don't agree with Wook and I. And so Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, proper write-offs. So content podcasts will be coming in very slowly next week, but we'll, we, we will endeavor to do a podcast um, talking about the teams that we've drafted. We obviously will have the listener league draft coming up the weekend after. We'll probably try and make that into a podcast as well, uh, especially because we want to, uh, we want to document how that flex position goes and we want to keep a close eye on that during the draft um and then i think what we'll do is maybe round two round three something like that i'll try and make my way down to sydney we'll get into the cba center of excellence with guru and we'll put our teams up on the board and we'll just grill each other about how shit everyone's team is yep yep (laughs) you're in my scope you're in the scope you are in the scope. But, um, yeah, nah, it should be good, guys. Um, on the socials, I'll do my best to post up some stories of draft day and what goes on with the challenges. If you've got any questions about how we run our challenge day, it is a beast. It is something that we've sort of added to over years and years and years and how we've got it set up and how we've got it humming at the moment. I honestly don't see many leagues doing it as good as we do. So if you want a heads up on how we do things, slide in the DMs and we'll give you we'll give you all the challenges to do, how we set it up, how the scoring system works. Um, and of course, bets, the bet rounds. A lot of people are interested in the bet rounds. We've got them all written up um, in pretty little papers and, uh, and shit like that with all the ins and outs and how you go about it and how it's scored. So if you want them, we'll shoot it across to you as well. But that'll uh that'll do from us, bro. What do you reckon? That's the preseason done. Sign off. We're out of here. That's the preseason done. Um, I would say fucking good luck in the draft walk, but I'd be lying if I said that. So, unluck. Unluck to you. Unluck to you. All right, bro. Let's get out of here. That's it. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. Yeah, damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the weekly down. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that India. Ta-da. 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 Ta-da.